His grace and mercy are beautiful. Go ahead, tell him. His grace and mercy are beautiful. Go ahead and greet somebody next to you and tell them, I'm so glad that you are here this morning. I'm glad that you made it. So glad that you are here. Praise be to our God. Amen. So good to see you this morning. My name is Irving Peralta. I'm part of the pastoral team. And to you, I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, people laughed at me when they were when they, I was wearing sweaters in the summer. But hey, this week, the lows is going to be 86. What? It's coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. Uh, but I'm so glad that you're here this morning. I'm going to be in Proverbs chapter 2 if you brought your Bibles. I'm going to be in Proverbs chapter 2. We are continuing this wonderful uh, in my opinion, uh, this is just such a great series to talk about the way of wisdom. Um, what started to what could have been just uh, about a four week long series. Now this is going into, I believe, month uh, three that we're going into because, man, the word of God is like an onion. That when you begin just to peel, there's layer after layer after layer after layer. Come on, house of the Lord. Layer after layer. I'm talking about as soon as you open one scripture, it takes you to another one that connects you to another one that connects you to another one that makes sense all of a sudden. That's why. And you're like, God, slow down. So much beautiful wisdom. Um, but we learned last week that our life is like a field. And this field is where we can either uh, plant seeds that are going to uh, benefit us and give us, you know, a fruit of wisdom and knowledge and truth. Or we can definitely just plant Certain things in our lives like doubt and shame and, 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 and fear, it, it, it goes either way. And so the question is, what are you planting here today? Because you don't have to turn there, but Proverbs chapter 1 taught us that wisdom is a gift from God. Somebody say amen. Wisdom is a gift from God. And, and, and just stay in, in, in chapter 2, but verse 31 from chapter 1 says, But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. And that's the key. Whoever listens. Tap your never and tell them, better listen, better listen. Go ahead, tap and tap and tell them, you better listen. We better listen. Now, I ended last week by quoting from James chapter 1, verse 5, that talked about that if anyone, anyone in this room, anyone watching, anyone listening, if anyone lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously. Everybody say generously. Everybody say it again. Generously for to all without finding, finding fault. God is not going to... Uh, uh, withhold wisdom from you. He's going to give it to you generously when you ask, and it will be given to you. So today we're going to talk about how do we ask for wisdom. And, 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 and I want us to go to uh, uh, chapter 2. So Father, bless your word here this morning. Thank you for the wisdom that Pastor Abelino 
uh, just share with us about the importance of prayer because you reveal so many things to us. As a matter of fact, Lord, I connect prayer to reading the Word of God because those two are powerful tools that you have given us, Lord, so that we can plant this field of grace and mercy and wisdom all over our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I want to again say this. This is not a message just for you because a lot of parents are going to go, mm-hmm, uh-huh. <laughs> no, hey, parents, you also need wisdom because I've said this before. Kids will follow what parents model. Okay, all the youth in the house, that was your opportunity. Okay, thank you. Kids will follow. So if your children are going through a phase, check your heart, parents, and say, hmm, when did, that, when did I model that? Because you might think you didn't, but I'm teaching Josiah how to drive. And as I'm teaching him, all of a sudden, when he was driving, I was in the passenger, and someone cut, cut him off. He began to kind of react the same way that I reacted while I was driving and he was a passenger. And so I was like, oh, my goodness, all of these things that I don't even know that I'm modeling because they just become very natural. So, parents, how do you come home? How do you come home? Like when you get home, do you hug everybody? Do you, do you, do you, do you say hello to everyone? I know my wife at sometimes tells me, go back outside and come back in. Because it's the truth. Because sometimes I come and, and, and there's a shoe out there and, and forget about it. I bring all my anger from work and I bring it to that one shoe. And now everybody is in, 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 in you know, tense because of what, what is happening. And so how do you come home? How do you leave home? How do you do all of these things? How do you do your chores? When, you're, when your spouse uh, uh, tells you to do something, husbands, how do you react? Because your kids are watching you. A- anyways, uh, <laughs> I went down somewhere else. Uh, the point is, church, is that this scripture, these, uh, this wisdom that we're pulling from Proverbs chapter 2, it's for all of us. It's for every single one of us. So look at the person next to you and tell them, it's for you. It's for me. So this is what Proverbs chapter 2 verse 1 says. And, and, and I want us to just dissect this verse. That's what I love the most about doing uh, with scripture. It says, <clears throat> my son... If you accept my words and store them, store up my commands with you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, here's how we ask. If you call out for insight and cry out loud, aloud for understanding. And if you look for it as if as it as for silver and search for it as of hidden as for hidden treasure verse 5 then you will understand the fear of the lord find the knowledge of god verse 6 says for the lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding he holds verse 7 success in store for the upright he is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. Let's give God glory just for his word. What a great word. So let's dissect it. Let's start from the bat right there. My son, if, if you are um, a note taker, uh, uh, you circle, you highlight, this is the word that I need for you to circle, underline, highlight it, put little, you know, uh, little lines around it, whatever it is that it takes. 
Because that's the key. My son, if, if, young people, if, children, if, young adults, if, adults in the house, if, senior citizens in the house, if, every single one of us, if, number one, we accept his word. That's what it said. If you accept my word, if you take it in, if you pay attention to it and you receive it, if you receive and you, it says there, if you accept it, and not only do you accept his word, but what does it say, church? If you store up, there's another translation. Maybe you have it in your Bible that says, if you treasured my commands within you, if you treasure up, I, I kind of ended last Sunday with this illustration of this box of, of how this is what we do. When we, when we are become believers, we, and even when you're not a believer, you have a heart where you're storing things up there. Again, the question is just like the question of the field. The question is, what are you storing in there? What is it? Because church, when it, whatever we're storing, the Bible says that out of your mouth, out of, uh, from the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So whatever is in store in there, well, whatever that is, anytime you face something, you pull it out of your heart. And sometimes it's not good words. A lot of times it's not good knowledge. A lot of times it's just the reaction of your anger, of your fear, of your malice. It's whatever you are, the fruit that has been growing in your field. But here it says that if you accept my words, and then it says if you store them up, if you treasure them. Now, not only do we accept it, not only do we store it up, but look at the verse 2. If you turn... Turning your ear to wisdom. That means that you are paying close attention. Uh, church, do you know, and, and again, I address parents and I, I address youth, but parents, do you know that there's a difference? Adults in the house, do you know there's a difference between hearing and listening? Those of you who heard me is already gone. Those of you who listen to me, you understand what I'm saying, right? There's a big difference. Husbands, wives in the house, is there a big difference between hearing and listening? Yes, because I can hear all day long, but that means I listened. Yes, yes. Some of you is running through your mind, examples after example after example. Parents, what do we say? Are you not listening? <laughs> yes or no? There's a difference between the two. There's a difference between the two. And here it says, turning your ear to wisdom. And not only do you turn your ear to wisdom, but you apply it to your heart. Sam, can you pull out James chapter 1, verse 19? James chapter 1, verse 19. Let's, let's just do a little exercise here. James chapter 1. If you brought your Bibles, go ahead and go there. James chapter 1, verse 19. James is towards the end of the Bible. Um, James is actually the brother of Jesus. So this is James chapter 1, verse 19. Okay, the Bible says that we accept his word and we store it up and then he, we turn our ear and then we apply it. How many of you, you have read the scripture before? In other words, you heard the scripture. The question is, do we apply it? Here's what it says. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. 
Everyone should be, okay, I want you to read it with me. Are you ready? Everyone should be, I can't hear your church. Come on, here we go. Everyone should be quick to, uh, yeah, somebody said here. Let's pray for that person at the end of service. Okay, everyone should be quick to listen. Okay, how many of us, show by hands, you heard the scripture before. Yeah, yeah. A lot of you marriages, you, 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 you quote this during marriage conferences, okay? Everyone should be quick to listen. And then what, church? Because don't stop there. Don't just cut it and put it in the refrigerator and say, oh, praise God, you know, you know, I, I'm quick to listen. Yes, honey, what did you say? Let me turn off the game. It's, it's, you are more important than that. Mm-hmm. And then it says what, church? It says slow to what, church? Help me out. Slow to speak. Ah, see that part I don't like. Because we want to say what we want to say that very moment that someone does something against me. Says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and ready. Let's read it aloud, the last part. Ready? Here we go. And slow to become what? Angry. But don't point and don't nudge. But how many of us have heard this scripture but have not applied it at one point of another. I'm trying to make eye contact here. We'll make sure that no husband and wife are over there. Hey, 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 he's talking to you. Praise God. I knew this was the Sunday that I should have brought you. I'm glad that the Lord is speaking in your... No, he's speaking to you. Speaking to me. You see, we're good about hearing the word of God, but that's not what he says. He says, listen to it. Listen to the word of God. Listen to it and apply it just like in this case. Let's be quick to listen. Honey, what was that again? Young people, hey mom, dad, can you can you repeat that again? Let me let me let me let me put the phone down. Okay, I'm not I'm going to stop parents doing that if you know, if, if if you don't help me out because I know I'm not the only one. But let me put my Video game level 16 down that I've been playing for four hours so I can listen to you, mom. What is it that you need it? Amen. To the, oh, maybe you guys don't struggle with that. That's okay. Okay. That's okay. Be slow to speak and be slow to get angry. Says, my son, if, everybody say it with me, if, if you accept this word, James 1, 19, If you accept this word and you treasure it up, okay, I heard it. I heard it in a podcast. I heard it in scripture. I heard it through a preaching. I heard it through a song. I heard it through a devotional. I heard it. I accepted it. And because I accepted it and I heard it, I am placing it and I am storing God's word. I'm storing God's uh, uh, wisdom. I'm storing it like a treasure. I'm treasuring it, his commands for me, and I'm putting him there. And I'm turning my ears so that I can hear what wisdom has to say. And not just hear it, but also apply it to the to my heart for understanding Because then and only then will I understand, ha, huh, now that I have his word stored up in my heart, has nothing to do with what mom and dad trying to keep me away from, from having fun. No, 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 no. 
It has nothing to do with the pastor just setting a list of things that I have to do. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with you acknowledging that God's wisdom is much better than ours. Amen to that, church. And so that's why we have those moments. I don't know if you had those moments, young people, but adults, I don't know if you had those moments, but then you're like, huh, maybe that's why I should pay attention at my job and do my best. As if I was working unto the Lord. Huh? Huh? Well, what do you know? If I pay attention in math class, I'm going to get a better grade. Huh? What? Well, now I know that if I spend 20 minutes just, you know, in reading, according to research, says that your, that your, your knowledge and your word vocabulary increases. Huh. But if I spend five hours somewhere else, well, you're storing up something else too. And especially whatever it is that we're watching and listening, you're storing all of that up. Now, let me get a little serious here for a second. But that's why, and maybe not a lot of churches preach this, and, and, and maybe even us as either. And we should. Now, this is directly to anyone who's single. And maybe that's why the Bible tells us that we should wait to have sexual relationships until we're married. Amen to that, parents, and to anyone in this house. That it's okay to be a virgin. See, all of a sudden, oh, what's he talking about? I don't hear. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, hey, you know, and you get uncomfortable. But if they don't hear it from the word of God, where are we going to hear it, church? And let me tell you, young people, your friends who tell you that this and that and they've been with this, and they're lying. They're lying. They have been with nobody. They have no idea what it is. None. The only thing they've been with is with the phone and unfortunately with the things that are on there. And that's it. They have no idea what it is to love someone to death and to death do us apart. Is a promise that I've made my wife. I have no idea. But maybe we need to continue preaching that. Because that's good wisdom. And to all the people that have messed up, you will probably say, Pastor, I wish I can go back and fix all of that. All the headaches and heartaches and things that I could have avoided if it wasn't for that. It says, if you turn your ear, you apply it to your heart and understanding. And then it says, verse 3, indeed, if you call out for insight, that's just, that's, the, and, and the word call out there to me is just, that's, that's a, hey, hey, I need to understand this. Hey, hey, how do you do this? Hey, you know, well, what is it that you need to, hey, that's, that's a calling out. But then it says, but it, but it says, if you call out over inside and cry out loud for understanding, that's two different things. That's two different ways of calling out. One is just to call out, hey, I need help. Hey, can you help me with this? It's not an emergency. I just need wisdom in this area. But the other one is to cry out. See, to me, that is, church, that is a desperate moment in your life. Listen, listen, my marriage is on the brim of breaking. I need to know what to do next. That is crying out for understanding. That is crying out for the word of God. 
Can I tell you something, church? And this is, I'll make this personal. This is just me personally. When things are good, I read the word of God and the word of God is just refreshing and is great. But church, there are moments in my life where I'm going through something tough and I read the word of God and it's different. And it's different because I'm desperately looking for the answer. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Like I'm desperately trying to figure out where it is in Scripture that could help me to understand what I'm going through, to help me understand what is it that I'm facing, to help me understand why is it going this way? Why, Lord? Why? It's a different calling out. We just read in verse 33, but whoever listens to me will live in safely and be at least without fear of harming them. And then we face some things here and there. And sometimes we just call out for insight. Just help me out in this. But sometimes we cry out loud. And then it says verse 4, and we look for it as if for silver. In other words, we, we look for it with something that has value. Wisdom has value. Wisdom is something that is valuable. And so we look for it. Anyone ever lost something at home and you just turn your house upside down trying to look for it? Anyone know what I'm talking about? Like you just, I mean, I know is it, especially if it has, if it's something that is valuable, especially if it's something that is meaningful, especially if something like that. Oh, I've been there. I've been there. I turn every pillow every mattress i turn every uh cushion i flip the couch i've turned every office and room i go upstairs and i look for it because i lost my phone one time you know and so i look for all these things my sister is uh, bless her heart i love you sister if you're listening to me she's lost five wedding rings yes she has And one, I was with her, so I felt like I was the one. Well, actually, she let me see it, and I dropped it. But anyways, besides that, but we found it, praise the Lord, you know. But I, she would tell me the stories of how she just searched and searched and looked and looked. So interesting, because that kind of followed me, because at one time, we lost yours. And it was my fault, too. But anyways, <laughs> moving on. It says, look for it as if silver, search for it as if hidden treasure. There's a new show by the Duck Dynasty guys. It's called Treasure Hunters. And they go out there and they look for, they go into a field and just look. They have those little machines and things. And they're out there, they say they're out there for hours just looking for things. I mean, just little relics and coins and you name it. And so they're out there just all the time just And, and, and it just takes time. And it says, if you're an impatient person, this is not for you. But if you're a, someone who has just a patience, just like fishing, going out fishing, some people don't like it because they want to just throw the line and quickly catch something. Like that's, you know, that's typically doesn't happen. You have to be out there and just continually. And that's what the Bible says. You know, is, you, do you, are you desperate enough? Are you interested enough to search for it, to look for it? As of silver, something with value or hidden treasure. I want to do an example here today of what this looks like. Okay? So, I have four orange tickets with the logo of our church. Underneath one of these chairs, there's four of them. Okay? 
When I say go, I want you to look under your chair or around you to see if you can find him. There is a prize with him. So, um, uh, ready? Are you ready to go? Ready, set, go. Go ahead and look for it. It's somewhere underneath it. It's somewhere underneath. If it's not under your chair, then look at the one behind you because this is going to be interesting. This is a uh, look at everybody. Look, some people are punching somebody else and they're saying, get out of my way. Some people are disappointed that it's not under their chair. Some of them, they're, they're sending their children. You go look for it. You are more, you're a, oh, did somebody find one? Oh, we found one. Yeah. You, you found another one. Oh, yeah. Look at their face. Look at her. She just tackled somebody and said, that is mine. You found another one? Yes. Awesome. Go ahead and stand up if you found one. Come on. Let's get a look. Look at their faces. Look how excited they are. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, listen, if you have an orange one, when you go out there, you get a free T-shirt, okay? So put an order for a free T-shirt on behalf of us. Praise God. Did you feel that for a second? Did you feel? Like, now, now, what if I would have said, if you find it, you get a million dollars. Let me tell you something. You would have gotten off the cross. You would have flipped chairs. You, you would, if your spouse was next to you and she was just like, no, honey, that's not for us. Honey, are you serious right now? Just think about the shoes we can buy, you know, and then you would just flip things around. Mike, did you, did you feel that? Did you, when you search for it now, those of you who found it and there was a satisfaction, there's some people still looking for it. We already found them. We already found them. Okay. There's only four. And so what happens, that's exactly what the Bible says. How desperate are you to search and look for it? How desperate are you? Now, I'll tell you what. If I tell you that there's one more, but it's somewhere in the church, you will visit places that you have never been in this church before <laughs> trying to look for it. I tell you, that's the way that God is saying, search and look for wisdom. And when you find it, look at the benefit of it. I'll ask the band to come up. It says, when you look for it, it says, when you accept it, when you store it up as treasure, when you turn your ear, you know what the, the phrase turn your ear means? It means that you are at the edge of your seat. You're at the edge of your seat. That's what turning your ear means. That you're at the edge of your seat just waiting to hear Waiting to hear what it is that the Lord has to say. Say, so when you turn your ear, when you apply that, when you cry out, I need help. Or when you, when you call out, I need it. When you cry out, when you desperately shout and say, I lead wisdom. When you look for it, when you search for it, then, verse 5, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. When we do all of those, oh, man, that's a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. But when you do so, then you will find understand, you will understand the fear of the Lord. If you are here today and none of this is making sense, I encourage you to accept the word of God. I encourage you to to store it up, to turn your ear, to apply, to call out, cry out, to look for it, to search it. Because then and only then, then and only then will you understand what it is that we're preaching about today.
And then you'll find knowledge in God. Find the knowledge of God. Then, because there's also an opposite. If you don't accept it, if you don't store it, if you don't listen, if you don't apply it, and so on and so forth, there's also a consequence. But I want to encourage you, church, that God, God's intention is that for you and I to accept his wisdom and make his wisdom our own, our very own. And we don't learn from it anywhere but the word of God. And no one can learn it in our place. We need to learn on our own. By the way, if you don't have a Bible, at the end of service, we would love to start you off with a New Testament. We would love to give you something for you to hold on to so that you can have the word of God. Because then and only then would you understand the word of God. Yesterday we were at... um, a sweet, lovely um, member of ours, Hermana Juanita Cuellar Gonzalez, went to be with the Lord. Um, she was uh, the old, old, older lady, so sweet, so petite. She would always sit here. She was a, the, the, the one that would always walk all the way from the back and then just come and kneel down and then go right back over there. We could do, be doing whatever it is on stage. She just, that was her thing. She always loved to come over there. I remember one time the, uh, the, the group from um, Brother Chu was all getting ready and preparing things, and she still came over here. Even though there was instruments all around, she didn't mind. She just right there and then went back to her seat. She went to be with the Lord. Uh, uh, the 20, Brother Joe, 20, the 24th, right? The 24th. Sweet, sweet lady. And here we, we heard uh, the scripture, and we read the scripture in 2 Corinthians that talked about how in our suffering, because of our suffering and what we go through, we actually, because of that, we can comfort others because comfort comes from the Lord. The source of God, the comfort comes to us, and then we're able to comfort others. It's interesting. Don't you understand that? Because when you understand that, you know that whatever you face is not because God is mad at you or because he wants to punish you. On the contrary, church, it's an opportunity for you to be a comfort to someone else. It's an opportunity for you to say, you know what? I've been through it. Let me, do you know the word comfort means to come alongside? Let me come alongside of you and walk with you and watch what God does. And so you store up things in your heart and you don't know when you need it. But at one point or another, you come across someone and you say, what is it that you're going through? Oh, brother, yes, okay, I, I, I understand, I get it. Let, let me, instead of giving you what I've read in a magazine or what the latest culture says, you know what, let me give you the word of God. And this is what it says. When we're facing sickness in our lives. It says, Jeremiah 17, 14. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me. And I will be saved. For you are the one I praise. You're going through a sickness. That's what you can faith. That's when you can give God and say, I know what you're talking about. I might not understand exactly what it is that you're facing. But you know what? I have something stored in my heart that I want to share with you. A lot of times I've said, I don't know what to say in certain situations. Well, now I know what to say. It is the word of God that does everything. It's not my word. It's the word of God. So then you have a conversation and you say, what is it? What is it that you're facing? You're facing depression. 
Well, let me pray the scripture over you that says, For the Lord himself goes before you and be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged is what the word of God says. And you store that up in your heart. And then you come across somebody else on the other side and they're dealing with anxiety. And instead of trying to give him some tips and what you can do and things, because those things might work or not, but at the end of the road, it is the word of God that is in your heart. And so you say, what is it that you're facing? Listen, let me tell you what the word of God says. It says, do not be anxious for anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, With thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, that which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. I don't know who I'm speaking to here today, but let the word of God that is stored in our hearts speak to your heart this morning. Maybe you're here and you're facing doubt and you're saying, I don't know. I don't know if this is all true. I don't know if this makes sense. But I want to read to you what the word of God says. Have I not commended you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I don't know who's here dealing with fear. But let me tell you what is stored in our hearts. Isaiah 41.10 So do not fear. For I am with you. Do not be dismayed, says the Lord. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my right righteous hand. And your son will be well. What is it that you store up in your heart? Wherever it is, you might not need it today. But at one point or another, someone else might need it from you. Would you stand to your feet, Father? I don't know who all of us here are dealing with in a personal life, but I do know Jesus. That it is stored somewhere in our hearts so that we can search.